Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 7, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, they got to the next number on the upside in the midst of our current and operational melt-up operation. It was 497.50. What's the next number above? 498.50, which they did get to today. The high today was 498.53. That basically coincided with the SPX 5000. The high in the XPX today was 4999.89. So we had it at 498.50 from an SPY perspective. After that, all we have left is really 500 on the SPY for now. They're a little bit extended from home base. Home base is your 20 period moving average. Therefore, at some point, we should expect a consolidation slash pullback operation to ensue. Speaking of which, we are in that zone that I've been talking about for a few days where there's a short-term cycle culminating. Markets like to trade up into these cycle events or trade down into these cycle events. We just had a situation where the market is trading up into and my date is basically today, tomorrow type of situation. So we'll see what happens over the next day or so. I'm looking for a turn. Is there really anything else to discuss today from an SPY or S&P perspective? Not really. They just continued the melt-up operation after two inside days to Friday's large-scale up move. Ate some time off the clock, made another move higher, getting extended from home base, leading up into a cycle-type situation. We're looking for a turn. Doesn't guarantee you get a turn. So here's the situation. Can you just indiscriminately short the market because there might be a short-term cycle turning? No, you can't. You have to have something to trade against. Theoretically, and the way you trade it, it's not theoretically, but the way you trade it is you wait for the market to give you a sign and or signal of a trend change. Where do you find those? In the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. It gives you something to trade against because you have a definitive high and a reason for a potential turn. Doesn't mean it works out 100% of the time, but it's certainly better than throwing a dart at a board and taking a guess because somebody else said there might be a short-term cycle date coming. See what I'm getting at? By the way, speaking of SPX, this is the cash index, the actual S&P 500, not the futures, not the exchange-traded product, the SPY. This is the actual thing. They're at 5,000. Soon you'll see... 5,000 SPX 5,000 party hats walking around Wall Street. Let's move on. Check what's going on in the commentary from inside the numbers today. Find out if anybody made money in the live room today or inside the numbers. We had a bunch of different trades. There's something for everybody in the live room. We had Upstart, which we'll talk about. We had Uber for everybody. We had a little bit of Touch of Baba. We had some shorts in the SPY for a scalp with potential, just the scalp portion though. And we had some long riders in the S&P. Like I said, we got something for everybody. 
We don't have to worry about the early zero dark 30 notes because the market was just on a tear closer to the opening bell and they just pretty much kept going. We had 497.50. There's a little zone there of 25 cents, but you knew that from last night. So that was reiterated this morning. And above that, you'll see 498.50 pop up shortly here. But you can pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 1025. There's your target zone, weaning for 97.50. Above on candle closes, opens the door to continue pushing higher. 498.50 is the equivalent to SPX 5000, FWIW. For those of you fans at home, for what it's worth. Pause the video, read the notes. It's all in here. You're in a melt up. It's not a trader's tape today. It was pretty much a one day wonder if you really look at the intraday activity, which we'll take a look at in a moment. But pause them, read them, double check the work. What about stocks on the move today? We had TAP, which is Coors. We had Snap, which is not Coors. We had Uber and we had CTSH, which was off the board. It's a no trade. Let's take a look at the ones that were trades. About tap, the numbers work. They came close in the opening five-minute candle, came in later on, late morning, bounced away from it. The numbers work. This is not ideal from the manner in which, but you could still see here, 5901, give or take a few pennies on either side, was in fact today's spot. Here's Snap. I don't normally put $11, $12 stocks on the board, but I couldn't resist. I had some good numbers in Snap. $11.77, they came very close, had a nice rip-roaring rocket ride from a short-term perspective away from it. The low was, in this candle, $11.82, so they came a nickel short, and they made a high in the next candle of $12.39. That's a pretty nice rip for an $11, $12 stock. So that number was off the board. We talked about it in real time in the live trading room. And then 1140 came into view. They hovered around it. They creeped into it. Then that one was off the board. They never got to the second number. So Snap was technically a no trade. But you see, we had the zone down here for today. Anyway, when a stock's down this much, it's down 35% on the day, give or take. And you have the support zone. That's pretty darn good, by the way. How about Uber? What does this look like? Well, it doesn't look like this because they opened below the first number. That's what it looks like. They opened up above the second number, spiked it by a few pennies, and had a rip-roaring rocket ride back in the other direction. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. We had good participation in the live room on this. This is the case for why we take a profit and hold a trailer. You never know which ones will give you the rocket ride. Upstart was on the move today in the live room. We traded this one in real time. 3160 to 3131 was the zone. I said, quote unquote, in the live room, if they spike 3160, they'll do it by about 25 to 30 cents. They just did exactly that, turned it around, ripped it back in the other direction. Plenty of money made in the live room today in Upstart. You never know what's going to show up after the bell rings. We have traders on the lookout for stuff in addition to me. Generally speaking, we're going to find stuff during the trading day. That's the business we're in. We know how to find stuff. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Down about 45 cents today. One quarter of 1%, but it's interesting. Why? Because it's my favorite market leading indicator 
and they were down, not participating in the rally from an S&P perspective. Qs were up 1% today. Question is, why not? Is it trying to tell us something? My favorite market-leading indicator doesn't necessarily have to tell us something same day. We watch it. If we see this persist, rather than flipping it around and being the opposite tomorrow, but if we see something persist, like relative weakness, our antenna is going to go up. And by the way, aren't we looking for some kind of a turn? Yeah. So for now, we'll just say they're stuck in the midst of those moving averages, the 20 and the 50, down 45 cents today. It's not a federal case, but relative weakness is something of a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Now, what about the folks down at the transportation department? They were up more today. They put in a little bit of a tail candle after running a test of the former high. How you doing? Does that mean it's going to get rejected? No, a test on day one that they get there and a pullback is not a rejection. But again, we've got our antenna up. We're watching all these things very closely. Obviously, no change from a weekly chart perspective. We'll check in on that later in the week. What about the Q people? Anything going on over here? No, the trend is your friend. They're in an uptrend. They're grinding up. It's a melt-up operation. Moving averages are trending up. There's nothing wrong with this until there is. The beginning of that situation is some kind of a sign and or signal of a trend change. These things morph from shorter time frames to larger time frames. Something's got to start from somewhere. You'll see an intraday reversal that may take hold. It morphs into a daily reversal, a tail candle, high volume, finish at the lows, reversal candle, something of that nature. There's a whole list of them. We're on the lookout. Doesn't mean it guarantees it. We've got our antenna up. We're on the lookout. What about the financials? Pretty good proxy for the overall market. If the financials are failing, there's trouble around the tape. There's trouble around the economy, the financials, the markets, all that stuff. But if the XLF is grinding up in an uptrend, is there anything wrong? Underneath the covers, the answer is no. Doesn't mean there won't be a turn, but at present, we take the market at face value day by day. There's nothing wrong with the tape. The XLF had a decent day, up three quarters of 1%. It's in an uptrend. It's grinding up with everything else. We take it at face value and we move on. What about this one? Anybody ever look at the XBD? This is the broker-dealer index. Most of you never even heard of it, I'm sure. Well, guess what? It's financial related, but the broker dealers are not the money setter banks, if you will. It's not the other stuff that's in the XLF along with some other stuff. This is an indication of money flow from the institutions and all that stuff into and out of the broker dealers. Could be somewhat of a proxy. They were down today. I always watch it. I don't talk about it a lot. Just bringing it to the forefront. Give you something else to chew on. How about Smash Mouth? Anything wrong over there? Pretty good proxy for the tech space. Guess what? They're fluttering, making new highs, back and forth, in an uptrend, one day down, the next day up. Above the moving averages, all of them, the trend is your friend. Pullbacks are meant to be bought in an uptrend. They are bought. They buy the pullbacks in an uptrend. That's why this happens. There's nothing wrong with the SMH until there is, just like the other markets. What's going on with crude oil? I haven't talked about this one in a while. You have some higher lows. That's interesting. So you have a low, and then you have a higher low, higher low, higher low. So this is interesting. Even though this could be deemed a bearish, wedgish pattern, and it is. But guess what? At some point, 
they can break the chain. Now, this isn't perfect. I'm just giving you a hypothesized kind of visual on this. It's a wedge pattern, seems to be breaking down. Maybe they're back testing the underside, even though I didn't draw it on perfectly. But you get the point of what's going on here. But if they travel back up to the top of that while they'll still be in the channel, you see the higher low situation here. That's interesting information. It's the first thing I see when I look at the daily chart of oil down here. A lot of people see a bearish wedge. I see higher lows. We'll see how it pans out. What's the upside objective if they can get above that 20 period moving average and get going a little bit? 76, 75. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. I did the mathematics. Another thing I look at quite frequently, but don't bring up here very often, junk, high yield bond market. Guess what? You have lower highs. So I'm contrasting that to what we just looked at in oil and you have a bullish situation of eating time off the clock when you look at the weekly chart that's fine above all these moving averages except the 200 period that's bullish but when you look at the daily chart you may have a situation of lower highs usually in a bull market the jnk will trade like an equity like an equity market it's a risk on situation lower highs have me raising an eyebrow don't know if there's anything to it just yet I'm watching. Anything wrong with NVIDIA, Mr. and Mrs. Monster stock, another new high. Those of you trying to short NVIDIA are getting pies in the face. I've been pounding the table since it was $250. Don't short NVIDIA. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. It's a little bit shorter of a video, but I covered everything I wanted to. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.